0: Oh, goody. You found me. This is Let's Get Passionate, and we are just about to get started. Welcome to Let's Get Passionate. I'm your host, Emily Martin, and today we're joined by Tannis Crooks. We are talking about being an independent woman. How are hey, you, everybody. Tannis?
1: Hi, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Good. Thank you. No, It's been a long time since I've seen you. I know. It's been a lo- really long time. I mean, COVID really put a halt on everything, but even yeah. before that, life is just crazy.
0: You're always everywhere. I know are <laughs> like, that's,
1: always, that's my point. <laughs> yes. Always traveling, always doing stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think like, I post so much on social media of me, like talking and being goofy and like, you see my kids a lot and you see me sometimes, but like, I don't find the reverse very often. Like, I don't find that I see like tons of videos of you or like, you know, I see what you're up to, but not necessarily like your face and you're talking. So I'm like, Oh, here we are like hanging out again.
1: I know. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I'm very, very weird with what I post. Like yeah. I'm not in like a, like a picky way where I'm like oh you know I'm only gonna show the good because I definitely do show the bad but I I don't take as many videos as I should yeah and
0: I think like with having kids and being busy everyone's like oh show me what your kids up to because I don't get to see them right now like all of our family is just like astounded by how huge Georgia is
1: it's true and also it's a way for people to keep up with you right like when you're a mom and you're busy and you have this crazy schedule that's the way that you're gonna have everybody connected with you interact yeah
0: I know. And I'm so glad that Nigel takes the kids out while I do this. I can have like an entire conversation without being interrupted and have to be like, hey, cut that out. Like <laughs> in the middle of speaking. And it's so freeing. I'm much like,
1: oh, I can just
0: sit Father on my couch and I can reward. talk.
1: Play I know Nigel, 10 out of 10. Yeah, <laughs> I know. He's
0: a good boy. <laughs> he is, he's great. All right. So, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Let's get down to business. What is your favorite part about being an
1: independent woman? Honestly, the I'm gonna say the freedom. So I don't know what, it's not like I have an issue. I don't think with
0: commitment. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think. We're here to tell you, you do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my therapist. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I don't think I have commitment issues, but I, I do like my freedom. And yeah. I like being able to be selfish. And not in a bad way, but in a way where I'm like, yeah. you know what? Like last, when COVID hit, I just was like, you know what? I've got extra money to spend. So I spent $500 on palm trees. And like, you probably can't <laughs> do that. Yeah. You know? when you have like you have responsibilities you got to be an actual functioning adult and like functioning adults don't do that so I saw your
0: post recently that said that you shouldn't have access to adult money
1: (laughs) I should not because I bought the cat sunglasses they were really cute they look like John Lennon sunglasses and I was like I need these and I was like after I bought them I was just like goodness like people must look at me and think what is up with this girl
0: (laughs) (laughs) but it's so fun like that's just such a fun way to live right
1: it is it's very it's very free, no nothing literally nothing tying you down
0: yeah so these palm trees you bought are they like potted plants or what do you mean
1: no they're little screw in palm trees so they're <laughs> fake palm trees that light up and yes. you screw them into like your deck or you can like peg oh. them into the ground and they're like seven feet tall and it just it it made the backyard feel like a little oasis oh my gosh that's so cool in backyard because of covid all summer yeah so they were, they just like really brought my energy levels up. Like I would just go sit under them during the daytime and like pretend that I was at a pool in Florida.
0: Yeah. Well, you have the it. hot tub there to just like set the bubbles on while you're sitting there. Like, mm,
1: yeah, And here, hear oh it. Put like a beach wave in the background.
0: On a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just do some yeah. meditations to be perfect.
1: Yeah, it was, it was very, very nice, honestly. Um, yeah. And yeah, I feel like, I don't know, you feel this at all, but I, I sometimes, even though I'm, you know, scratching the balls of 30, I don't feel like it at all. <laughs> Like I still yeah. feel like I'm like my mentality and my energy levels and stuff. I still feel like I'm like 20.
0: I know I just, I feel the same way. And I think that I've heard so many times something that totally freaks me out. And I've heard people say that you get to be like 40 and you still feel like you're 20, but you're just like trapped in this 40 year old's body. And I'm like, that is terrifying.
1: I know that scares me. Cause I'm That's already scary. kind of feeling that now. And I talked to my parents who are in their fifties now and they've said, yeah, I still feel like I'm 25 and I'm like, uh, that scares me a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, at least you still feel great. You feel like yourself, like yourself doesn't change, right? Like that's who you are as your soul, yes. I guess. And then it's just, you're physically changing, but you're not mentally changing to be like, feel okay, like okay now ladies? I must think like an old lady.
1: Yeah, like for me, I almost want to feel my age because I just feel like it's gonna trick me out. Like I feel like mm. I'm gonna be like the 70 year old person who thinks they're invincible and <laughs> who thinks they can like you know race their grandkids down the street and like maybe I will be able to. I don't. I was know. gonna say those are
0: usually the people that are doing it though, right? Like I know. the ones that are like I can do it. They yeah. don't. They totally own it.
1: Very true. The young spirited people.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, a good aging. thing. Oh my gosh, it freaks me out. Um, <laughs> tell me about it. So, what are some reasons that you're choosing
1: to stay single? I, I don't want to like offend anybody by saying this because I know that everybody's different and I know that everybody has different goals and different things that they want out of life, but I almost feel like, especially in your twenties by staying single and, you know, not starting the whole kind of family thing up you're almost like for me anyways I was almost limiting myself like I was just mm-hmm. kind of like well have it both ways you know like enjoy your 20s travel do stuff buy palm trees like <laughs> do whatever you want to do yeah. and then in your 30s if you want to broach the subject talk about having kids mm-hmm. like to me I was just like I don't want to limit myself I can have it all essentially I'm still at a point where I don't even know if I want to have kids or not yeah um, but to me I just didn't want to to limit it. I was like why not why not just have it all, you know? And especially yeah. if you have people like my parents who are in their 50s and going into their 60s still feeling really young.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: feel I don't I never felt a huge need to have a young family because I was yeah. like I'm still going to be like I'll be 40 years old and you know hanging out with my kids by the pool like 50, 60, we'll do it all. Yeah. And so yeah. I just didn't want to limit myself. But I know that's different for some people. Like yeah. my mom and my sister-in-law, they are so Obsessed with children. Like, they're those people when you're in Zairs and somebody's following your baby around, that's them. They love (laughs) them. They can't stop looking at them. And so, for them, that was their big adventure, right? Like, that's all they've ever wanted is just like, I don't need to travel. I don't need to do this. I just want to be a mom. Mm -hmm. It took me a long time to realize that, like, that's not wrong. That it's just different because for so long, like in my early 20s, especially, I would just look at people and be like, Oh, you're doing it wrong. Like, you're missing out. But Mm -hmm. then I was like, No, you know what? Like, that's. They're just as happy, and that's just as big of an adventure as waiting Mm -hmm. 10 years or something like that. And so that's kind of what I wanted to ask you. So, did you always know that you wanted a young family?
0: I don't think that I knew I wanted to have a family while I was young. I know that I wanted to be a mom. And when I was like 15 and 16, I know like in my core, I knew I was going to have two girls. I don't know how I knew it, It just like was something that. I knew like, it was just the craziest thing, but I don't think had I, had I been with someone other than Nigel who already had a kid that young, I don't think I would have been racing to have kids. I think because Nigel had already had Tyson and we were raising Tyson, it was like, we don't want to have this like 10 year age gap in our kids. And it just, and it just felt normal to just like continue to add to the family. I mean, like we could have waited until we got married, but we
1: didn't. (laughs) You guys, I feel like for you guys, it just, you kind of slipped into it and it just worked and it fit. You know, I've seen so many people I've, I've known a lot of people who have been, you know, 27, 28, and they've been like, okay, I guess it's time to have a kid. And they're still not ready, but Mm -hmm. there was just something about you and Nigel that I always, I've used you guys as an example to all my friends, to my whole family of just people who it just worked with you. Like it, oh. it wouldn't have mattered. And I was just like, you know, even when you were pregnant, you, you were still you, you never lost your identity ever. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. like lived your life and you were just happy to kind of do whatever and go with the flow. And yeah. you weren't this like crazy, like you just, you were just you and it just fits so well into your life. And it, it yeah. I don't want to say your life didn't change. Cause it obviously did, but mm-hmm. like, it didn't seem like, Drastic change. Like, I know some people who their whole kind of like
0: lose their self into motherhood,
1: right? Their whole life gets flipped upside down. Nothing is the same. They've got all new like friends and things Mm -hmm. that they do. And you just, Mm -hmm. it was the same for you guys. Like, the relationship stayed the same. It actually probably seems like healthier and better. Yeah. um, I think we really have
0: like balanced each other out over time too, which is awesome because I like, I'm so hot headed. Like, I can yell about nothing like I just don't even need a reason to yell sometimes like and that's how I like really used to be was just like instantaneously hot-headed and Nigel was like this chill cool as a cucumber like nothing rattled him and that used to bug the hell out of me and we've just like evened each other out Where like he'll sometimes raise his voice like when necessary like for the kids or whatever and then you're like ooh, like He's a little bit mad. Like you know, it's serious when he gets a little bit mad, and then me like I can inch towards anger a little bit nicer now than I (laughs) than I used to. So it's been really nice, like the evolution, like you're talking about of how it's come and gone, and like you said about mom friends and like previous friends. I think that that's feeling super. We've been super lucky that way that we have had a lot of friendships last. But making friends as a mom is really hard. I think because. Do you vaccinate your kid? Do you not vaccinate your kid? Do you eat organic? Do you not so eat organic? Much. Like,
1: there's so much like, stuff, and I feel like moms are some of the most judgy people in the world. Mm-hmm. And I know that obviously, as a mom, you probably want the best for your kids, yeah. I mean, yeah. I can only relate that to like my cat and I want like <laughs> the best for him, love him to death. Well, I mean, but just like your family
0: members, right? Like, your <laughs> sister, your brother, you want what's best for them. That's like the exactly. bottom line of anyone is like you just but want I them feel, to be healthy,
1: yeah. But I feel like there's just some type of stigma around certain moms that they're just Mm. so judgy. Like Mm it just seems like a very cutthroat world. Yeah. So like when Tyson was in public
0: school, (laughs) yes. When Tyson was in public school, there was like these clicks and like they would not smile at you when you smiled at them or like, you'd say hi. And they wouldn't say hi back. And you're just like, who are you? Like, yeah, like you for that lady, like is in your thirties over there and you're scowling down at me happily waving and saying hello. Like that's a you problem. Yes. And highlighter. Like, I always
1: heard my mom say, you'd think it would get better after high school, but it actually just gets worse. And I was like, God, no, stop.
0: Isn't that weird? Like, <laughs> that is a sad reality for those people. And like their kids, yeah. it's so sad for their kids because they're seeing their parents be rude or like snub people off. And it's like, what are you teaching your family?
1: I know. Well, the, I know that. And that's another thing that scares me is I'm like, these kids are now being raised. Like, my kids are being raised with these kids. And I'm just yeah. like, that freaks me out. Like, another, that's a huge. I think fear of mine about having kids is just with the way that society is kind of going, I'm terrified Mm -hmm. to like push, like I, um, like you homeschooling to me, it just makes sense in my head. Yeah, I'm so afraid to like send my kids out there and then what if they get bullied? And then like, that's going to be worse for me. Mm, like yeah, it actually would be worse as a parent, I think, to have yeah. your kid bullied than it I would know, be because you bullied. can
0: do nothing about it, right? But like so you can bad. do something about it. I mean, but you have no ultimate control over the other kid. I'll like smack in a bitch, family but, but they ain't. they
1: can't In my family, mouth. when Cam runs over to that kid who's like picking on Lily and throws him up against the wall, and he's <laughs> like, "Do not." <laughs> like you could, but you know, you could. You could try.
0: I like. I have this philosophy that if someone else's kids act in a fool around me. I have no filter not to say something. I was out for a walk with our homeschool group recently. And like one of the boys was picking on one of the other boys. And I was like, Hey, you cut that out. I'm watching you. And like, he was just kind of like, "Ugh, like, you're so annoying. And I'm like, yeah, well get used to it. Like I'm not going anywhere. If you're being rude, I'm going to watch you. <laughs> yes. Have you ever
1: had another parent, like get mad at you or something for like, challenging their kid or yeah so their
0: kid? in our community pool like because we have a we're in a like, private area and so there was this kid he was probably like 10 to 12 at most and he was saying um, swear words he was saying damn and like they're just like not like horrible words but like you know some swear words and Brooke was around she kept looking at me like she knew that he was saying stuff that he shouldn't And so I was just like hey man watch your language and then he went and told his mom that I said that to him and the mom was like did you talk to my kid like that I was like yeah I did. Like, I did.
1: I did actually. Yeah. yeah, I did. And then you wouldn't do it, so I did.
0: I know. And then like she scowled at me every single time she saw me at the pool since. And I was like, "You're gross, man." Like,
1: <laughs> have you ever had anybody do that to you? Like anybody feel the need to try to like reprimand in? my kid? Yeah. Yeah, I think
0: so. Like, um, Brooke has been rough with the cat in the past. Like, and I had a friend that was over was like, "Whoa, whoa!" Like, you can't pick the cat up like that. And I, like at first I like I think you're obviously defensive at her because you're like, "Oh no!" Like someone's like upset with my kid. Like what is going on? But then I was like, no, you're right. Like, and I just kind of let her and I like looked at Brooke. I was like, you can't do it. Like it's kind of, I think that it's good for like kids to hear from other adults, things that align with what your parents say to you. Cause you're like, Oh, it's not just like my bitchy mom telling me to always stop jumping on the couch. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I guess like other people think that too.
1: Yeah. And it also like it kind of embarrasses you when you're yeah. like, being recommended by somebody else. Like whenever yeah. any of my aunts or uncle told us, I was like, oh shit. Yeah.
2: Like,
1: you can shut serious? up. Yeah. Oh my God. Like yeah, was, yeah that's a hundred percent. Yeah.
0: One time my grandma called me a bitch.
1: <laughs> Did she really? Yeah. <laughs> my grandma was a savage. I, I wore, remember. You know those, yeah. You know those pleather like pants that everybody has yeah. now? I love them. They're super yeah. comfy, and yeah. I, I, I feel so stylish when I wear Everyone's them. Everyone's like, butt
0: looks so good in those.
1: So good. They're so flattering. And so I was wearing those, and I w- had a big sweater over top of it, and it went over my butt. So I was like very covered. Mm-hmm. And I showed up to visit her, and she literally looks me up and down, and was like, "You look actually like a trash hooker right now." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" <laughs> I was like, "You can't like, say that. Like, you can't do this."
0: Oh my gosh, that's so funny.
1: Yeah. She's she like, was, I can do what I want. Yep. No filter. And she was that person. She was that lady that would just like butt in line. And I was like, Oh my God, like, you know, you can get away with it. Cause you're like 80, but this is yeah. not good.
0: Gonna- you're like, I'm not going to stand with you while you do it. Oh yeah.
1: I'm not doing it, but I'm I'll like, wave to you. you. can. Yeah. I will leave. This is, this is, I'm <laughs> staying out of this. Cause I'm going to get yelled at.
0: <laughs> That's so funny.
1: Before I actually did this with you. Um, like when we had said that we were going to sit down and do this, I actually asked a whole bunch of my other friends, guys and girls mm-hmm. that I knew, also were in my situation who were like late twenties, early thirties, unmarried, and possibly will not have kids. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want it to just be, you know, my opinions and my thoughts. Yeah, I wanted to see what other people were kind of talking That's about. Amazing. So I, I wrote everything down. Yeah. Um, the biggest one was cost in today's society, which mm-hmm. I wasn't really expecting. I thought it would be, you know, you just, I'm not really liking kids, the la, la, la. They're annoying. It, it's that it was the financial aspect for a lot of people in that shocked me. And I was like, yeah, I guess that's kind of fair because I mean, our generation is having a hard time even getting into the housing market now. So it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a very real fear to, yeah. to bring kids into the world. If you can't financially support them. Yeah.
0: There would be no way in the world. If Nigel didn't work at San rail that I could be at home. Like if he had just like the standard job where you make like $25 an hour, like I could not, stay home, no. obviously. And like it just not, wouldn't that's, happen. That's
1: a lot more than minimum wage. Oh yeah. And still yeah. would not even get you by. It's yeah. scary. Yeah. It's very scary.
0: Yeah. And we were so lucky that we bought our house when we did like insane. Like the timing was just like you said, like it just all aligned. It did. Like it like, just fit for you. you it, aligned. It, almost,
1: it, it almost seemed like it was the universe just throwing things at you being like, yeah, yeah. you're ready for it. You can handle it. You're good to go. I you know feel like you didn't. I mean, this is just from the outside looking in, but it looks yep. like you guys just didn't even have speed bumps. Like it looks like it just everything happened the way it was supposed to happen for you. And I know That's it's probably so not reality. But... Well, you must
0: not have listened to mine and Nigel's episode yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not yet.
0: It's funny. not yet.
1: Yeah, there were I'm definitely
0: hiccups and speed bumps. Like he was so bad when we first started dating. Oh my gosh, I had to like literally whip him into shape.
1: Sometimes you guys kind of reminded me of Courtney and Scott. In oh my gosh,
0: phases of your relationship. That's so funny. That's so funny.
1: <laughs> Only he like really, you know got himself together. Nigel. Yeah. Work.
0: Well, I think I, I'm going to speak on behalf of my really good friend, Scott Disick and say that <laughs> I think that he's turned his life around a bit. Okay. <laughs>
1: I think too. No, he's really, it took him long enough, but he's, he's yeah. officially there. He's officially ready he seems like,
0: <laughs> though. He keeps dating people that look exactly like
1: that Kardashian Jenner people. So I don't know. I Something's know. weird there. There is, I haven't watched the latest season yet. I have to get into that. Cause I think they touch up on it and I'm I'm Mm. very interested.
0: I actually have, I've only really watched like one or two episodes entirely, but I just follow like, um, fan accounts on Instagram. So I see like clips and honestly, like the clips are pretty much like just the highlights of the show anyway. It's like when you watch the show, you're like, oh yeah, I saw all this anyway.
1: Exactly. The only thing that you're missing is them eating salad, basically. If you watch (laughs) the highlighted clips, that's the only good part of the episode. I can actually probably guarantee that. That's so funny. (laughs) Um, so tell me about your friends. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, another one was um, environmental. So Mm -hmm. they didn't want to bring kids into an already kind of scary and hectic world. And with that one, I would say like fair, I get that. That's not really one of my huge points. Like it kind of is, but then I look back at like, like my parents were telling me back in the sixties, everybody had the same kind of fears. Everybody, Mm. there was the whole, you know, the women's movement and there was a whole bunch of stuff going on and the education system was changing like crazy and they were all just as afraid. And, you know, climate change was still a huge thing even back then. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think for people that have that fear, I would just kind of say, you know, if you want it, do it. Let it ride out. I can't see. I'm hoping things don't go super south in the next, I know. you know, couple years, but yeah, anything's possible really, but you know. Yeah.
0: And I think like probably every generation is nervous for the world. They don't know their kids are going to live in. Right. Like you don't know what it's going to be like, like they were thinking we were going to have flying cars by now. Like exactly. no wonder they didn't want to have kids then they're like "Uh, that sounds crazy
1: that has just been a fear that everybody has always had yeah and probably always will have I think that's just like a normal standard kind of fear
0: when I hear you say about like environmental too I'm thinking about like how diapers you know are being thrown out and like they're sitting in landfills like I'm thinking environmentally on on that point too which like is fair because like you're having you're having to buy more fast fashion you're having to like you can use reusable diapers, obviously it's just not as mainstream to do so, but it's obviously done. We did it with Georgia for a while, but I mean like environmentally, like
1: there's it's no true. one that all wastes all more stuff. shit than kids. It's so true. Yeah. It's very true. I actually didn't even think about that aspect of it all, but yeah, you're hundred percent right. Like the amount of, of waste in a year that would just come from a baby would probably blow your mind. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yep. Yeah, so I have an episode
0: coming up good. about thrifting and like how that helps the environment. And I'm excited for that one.
1: <laughs> I I'm, I'm excited for that episode. Cause I, all I do is thrift like yeah. aside from Shein, which I know is terrible and I shouldn't do it. Um, oh, but they're I like,
0: their are targeted ads are spot on. It's like, yes, I would like that
1: shirt. Yes, yes. I do like that sweater. Yes. I do like that dress. And you're just yes. like, and they'll put, I swear they put outfits side by side and I'm like, Oh yeah, that shirt will go with those pants. And I, it's like, yeah, right they there. do for sure. It's terrible. And they give yeah. you all these discount codes and free shipping. And I'm like, yeah. now I'm My- buying cat sunglasses at 2am. <laughs> <I'm> like, thanks.
0: <laughs> I've never bought anything from there that has like superbly fit though. No, no, I've, I've only shopped like a few times from there. So I definitely like haven't given it like it's well worth like trial, but bathing suits, like not a fucking chance. The bathing <laughs> suit was like this short and I'm like this tall. So it's like, yeah. it was ugly. It was like a Borat outfit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: want to see that now. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> yeah, I actually still have them because I thought about trying to sell them online. I only tried them on and then I was like, it's covid. Like I put these on my body, no one's going to want to buy these right now, so I figured I'd just wait.
1: <laughs> so true. That's true. 100%. Um yeah. okay, so another thing on my list was So one of my guy friends actually had said the only sole reason that they would have children is to not feel alone between their fifties and their (laughs) seventies. Oh my gosh. That's also kind of in my mind. Like I'm very, I'm almost 30 and I'm still nowhere near the mindset of having kids. I'm not closing that door, but I'm not thinking about it at all. But yeah. the only thing that does scare me is I'm like, holy crap, what am I going to do? when I'm like 60 on Christmas morning. Just going to sit there and like look at my husband. Like that sucks. That's yeah. scary. And It's lonely. And like, I don't care how much you love somebody. It's got to get old if it's just the two of you after yeah. like 30 years. It just can't yeah. be fun anymore. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Maybe you'll have like five cats by then. I know. And some dogs. I'm just hoping if I, if I do go the route and not have kids, I know my brother will probably yeah. have at least four or five. Um, So I'm just going to like. You know, be that person. Yeah, yeah. you be with <laughs> be them like, on hey, Christmas Eve, Christmas morning. I mean, yeah. I don't want to fully intrude on their family life, but like, but like his- as much as you girlfriend- can. Yeah, his girlfriend is my best friend. So I'm hoping I'm not going to be that crazy sister in law who's like, can she leave? Yeah, yeah. She's been <laughs> here for four days.
0: <laughs> She's single. She's got nothing else to do. She's hanging. <laughs>
1: Because that's literally already me. Like the two of them, they've got their own like life going on. They're actually buying a house right now. Wow. In Sudbury. And like, they're just like killing the game. Like my brother's in school and they're just like really doing well. And I'm just like. How's that feel? yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Like Roy and I finished a bottle of wine last night. (laughs) Get nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. so, I'm hoping that I will just be able to ride off of their train if they have kids. and just Yeah. Be like, yeah. Cause when you get that fixed, you get to be like, yes, I will. Yeah. I'll be that aunt. I'll be super fun. And then mm-hmm. I get to be back.
0: <laughs> what do you think about like between your 50s and 70s doing something like foster care too?
1: I've thought about that a lot. Um, I didn't want to, I wouldn't, I don't think consider it in my younger years, yeah. like my 30s and even into my 40s and stuff. But mm. I have thought about that because I do think that I would make a really good foster home for kids. My problem is, is that even though I don't like children, I feel like I would get very attached. Like oh, I yeah. already have, a f- there's like three kids in my life <laughs> that <laughs> I like, That's actually funny. three. Um, mm. and I just grow such an attachment to them that I wouldn't be able to like, let them go. Like to me, it would be like a foster puppy where I'm like, yeah, well it's mine now. So like, yeah. You can't it's been take here. yeah. yeah. And then I would just be like having a house full of kids. Like yeah. I would just have like 15 kids that I couldn't get rid of. And then I was, and I'm thinking to myself, like, <laughs> what if you're such a good foster mom that when they go and get adopted by a really good family, they're just going to compare to me. Yeah. you know, Yeah. <laughs> but what?
0: that's like a good goal. That's a good thing to want for that kid.
1: It's true. You yeah. can never have too much love in your life. That is yeah. very true. And
0: that's- I know that like some foster parents, cause I have experience from doing a placement at children's aid. And then I have uh, friends that are foster parents. And so, uh, they had girls that were in their house, I think for like two years and they were like three sisters. They were just so sweet. And then they got adopted. Um, and so they have like this open relationship with the family where, um, oh. if the parents need relief or like a break for a weekend, they'll come and stay at their house, which I think is just so beautiful.
1: I love that. Yeah. And 100%. I don't know how often
0: that happens, but I hope that it's often.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. No, I love that. Something like that. Or have you ever seen the movie instant family No. with Rose Byrne and Mark Wahlberg? No, that sounds good. I cry every time. So Uh they're this couple and like, they're, I think they're in like their late thirties and they never really wanted to have kids. And then they're just all of a sudden one day decide to adopt and like, yeah, let's just try it out and adopt one and see how it goes. And they Mm -hmm. fall in love with this kid who has two siblings. Mm. And so they end up adopting three kids all at once from going to literally from people that didn't want kids at all and it's just about like their struggles and what they face and everything and then oh my god I, I cry like a baby uh-huh. and I'm like that's how I would probably do it I don't know if I would have my own because I'm, I'm a little worried about you know when you're like 35 plus having kids I know mm-hmm. a lot of people are doing that nowadays and it yeah. is an option yeah um, you could freeze fix. your eggs
0: like a Kardashian too. <laughs> yeah. So
1: my mom pitched that and she was like, I wouldn't rule it out and maybe freeze your eggs. And mm-hmm. even though it's kind of costly to freeze your eggs, um, it's a lot cheaper to freeze them than to have a kid when <laughs> you can't yeah. have a kid. Yeah. Yeah. So it would, it's definitely an option, but yeah. Adopting fostering all of it is an option if I feel like I need to, oh, yeah. but yeah, sometimes I get kind of scared because I'm like, you're 27 turning 28 and you still have no desire to have children yeah I wonder if that's ever going to change and I think that I need to be an aunt first I think that I need to have kids in my life 24 seven that I absolutely like live and breathe for it in order to want my own I just don't you're just like come on
0: come yeah, on brother. I'm like,
1: I'm like judge Judy, like let's <laughs> and go. And they're so young still. Like they're only like 24, but I'm yeah. still just like waiting and I'm just like, okay. So like, maybe we can have a kid soon guys. Like, let's yeah. go.
0: I think I was 24 when I had Brooke or no, 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 no,
1: no, You were I was wrong.
0: Yeah. I was 22.
1: Yeah. You were really young. I
0: know, but you didn't wild. seem it.
1: Like I don't, you seemed very mature. I mean, I, I, I was been... always
0: like pretty mature for my age, I think. And like, I was already moming Tyson for three years. Yeah.
1: I was already, some of my friends um, are in their thirties and they've started to have kids in their thirties and they are struggling. And Mm. like, they're struggling how? Mentally, it feels like, I Uh, feel like they have lost their, I hope they're not listening to this. (laughs) (laughs) Don't Um, send them the link. (laughs) But I feel like they've almost lost a bit of their identity. They've Mm -hmm. lost themselves. They've lost the life that they kind of had and enjoyed so much. Mm -hmm. And, And that's the thing that to me, When I see people like that, all it tells me is that you're not ready to have a kid. I don't think, this has taken me a long time to realize too, age doesn't really have anything to do with Mm -hmm. when you're ready to have a kid or not. Yeah, totally. You were super young. My -hmm. parents were very young. Like my brother will probably be really young. It's not really about age. Like you can be 22 and so ready and so Mm -hmm. happy and you can be 32 and not ready.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: it It literally is just a number. Yeah. When you are- dealing with this. And it I think know, like I our know, grandparents
0: that. were having kids at like 16, right?
1: Yes. Like yeah. it's all like really it's, young.
0: Yeah. It's all relative to like the time. And like right now we're in a big swing where people are waiting longer because there's people that are in school for longer and then taking longer to get a house and people care to have a house more than to have a kid, obviously. Like if you have enough control over yourself to wait that long.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've never had the baby fever. I only yeah. can relate that to when I see a puppy. And I'm oh, like, yeah. Oh my God, I want to like smell that puppy's feet. Like I want to put <laughs> it on its face. Like I need to see this puppy. I can only relate it to that. Is it that's like that? That's so
0: funny. I've never
1: seen a puppy and felt that way, but okay. So maybe that's my version of baby fever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I've never, I don't think that I've ever really had baby fever. Like we were, no, I guess that's not true. Cause we wanted Brooke like really badly. That was like six years ago now. It's so hard to even think about like my mentality then. I know that we were just so ignorant. We weren't even like live living on our own. We were literally at Nigel's parents house still like hadn't even purchased a house until we knew we were pregnant. Then we we're like, okay, we better buy a house.
1: Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah.
0: I know. Like the audacity. Like, why was I trying to get knocked up when we lived in his parents' house?
1: <laughs> you were just meant to be a mother. 100%. Yeah. Maybe it was just like the kick in the butt that you needed to be like, go buy a house now. Let's go. I know.
0: And like, our down payment because of how cheap things were back then was just like 12 grand or like less than, I think maybe like 11 grand. You
1: that's know, like, it for your house.
0: Yeah. That's what our down payment uh, was. That's
1: unheard of. Especially. I know. I know. Here is like,
0: yeah, it's I like know. you're paying 45 000 to 60,000 on average, like for a down payment, right? Like it's insane.
1: Yeah. Wow. I didn't know yeah. that. Good for, yeah. for you guys though. Like, I know. I guess yeah, when it's like that you can you can easily make it work. <laughs> yeah,
0: well Nigel paid for half of it and my mom actually used um, the rest of my university fund for it because she's like, "Well, now you fucking knocked yourself up and you're going <laughs> to <Not> need a <laughs> house to live in."
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's I was hilarious. like, "I can get O
0: that's fine." That's so funny. Okay, question. And I, question did, for and I you. did go back and finish.
1: Oh, yes, you did, didn't you? Yeah. Yes. Okay, question. Do you now as a mom look at people without kids and kind of judge them. Like, even if it's just like, not like a really mean way, it's like a predisposition, like, wow. Kind of thing.
0: That's a really interesting question. And like, I've never, I've never considered like asking someone, why don't you have kids? Like, it's never once crossed my mind. I'm just like, I'm very respectful of everyone just doing what they want and what's best for them all the time. Like as long as you're not impeding my life, I honestly don't care what you're up to. Like do your crack cocaine. If you're over there and not bugging me, like if that's how you want to fulfill your life, like go ahead and fulfill your life that way, like whatever. And I think like, that's just kind of the way I look at everybody. It's just like, you're doing what you think is best for you. And like, who am I to say anything about it? And like, I do, if I know someone is longing to have a relationship and longing for a boyfriend and like longing to have kids, but doesn't have it. Like, and I know that personally, then I'll like try to talk with them about it. And you know, be supportive
1: underlying thing going on there.
0: Yeah. But I wouldn't, I would never be like, come on, your clock's ticking. Like my sister is over 34. She's like 33, I think. And like, actually how old am I? 29 this year. So she's 34. Oh, she's 34.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: And uh, she doesn't have kids and she's finishing school. I think that she might be actually done and like just wrote her license for what she went to school for. Um, and I've never said to her like, Hurry up and have kids. I've just asked, like, do you think you want to have kids? Like, cause I don't, like, I don't know if you don't ask, right? Like, she's not really talked to me about it. And she's like, oh, maybe one day, but like, she's not in a rush. My mom was 32 and she had me. So, like, I'm not, like, who am I to judge, right?
1: 100%. Yeah, that's very, that's very true. I, um, I almost, I've, I've had a lot of people question me. I don't know what, I don't know if it's just, I know a lot of people probably do get questioned and I think a lot of people feel open asking me these things. Cause I don't, I'm not the kind of person that gets offended really. Yeah. Um, but I don't know why I always get that question of like, Hey, are you ever going to, you know, settle down and get married and like have mm-hmm. kids and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, I don't feel like you would ask other people this question. Why me?
0: <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Like why people say settle down. Like it means you have to be with someone like yeah. you can have an apartment or condo or like a place like, and be settled. Like you can, chill on your own and have your candles lit and eat your food 100%. and watch a movie like in your settles. So, like I don't get what they I mean, mean. Even
1: when you find a partner, you don't have to settle down. Like you can be with that person, but it was one of my favorite quotes actually from a couple years ago. It's like, I'm ready to to settle, but not settle down kind of thing. You know oh I mean? yeah. Yeah. Like I'm ready to like find somebody and, you know, do this whole like marriage thing, but I'm not ready to, you know, do the whole nuclear family, buy a house, stay in yeah. one place yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I, I have the option not the option maybe, but I, I was there a long time ago. So I all throughout, you know, high school, even a bit of public school through like most of college. And even afterwards, I just felt like I was always in serious relationships. Like Mm -hmm. I just kind of, I didn't go from boyfriend to boyfriend really. I had a little bit of time in between, but I, (laughs) I was just like the relationship person. I was the long term relationship girl. I was ready to go. And I think it was my really early twenties that I was in a very serious relationship and, you know, there, there was conversations that started coming up about like, Hey, you know, like marriage kids, is this kind of an option. And I just, that was when it hit me and I realized Mm -hmm. I am not there yet. And I don't know if I'm ever going to be there. And I needed, I needed my twenties to be free and do that. And I, I'm just that kind of person. I think there's a lot of people out there that could probably relate to that because, I, you know, some people can just marry the first person they fall in love with and yeah. they're happy and it works. And I am envious yeah. of that because like, you know what? You don't have to waste time on all these fuck boys. Like I'm yeah. proud of you. Yeah. Jealous because yeah. I'm doing the shit out here like the market yeah. sucks. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was, it was a really real thing that I was kind of facing and it wasn't so much that, you know, the people that I was with were wrong It was more so just that I wasn't in that headspace. Like Mm -hmm. I needed time to fully, completely find myself. Yeah. Like I've always known who I was to my core, but I needed to experiment. I needed to, I would not trade being single in my twenties for absolutely anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And now that I'm in this place where I'm getting into my thirties and I'm ready to kind of, you know, get married and stuff, I I kind of look back at, you know, my brother, for example, and my sister, and I'm like, you're so young. And it kind of, it scares me a little bit when I see really young couples who are living this, you know, starting this nuclear family lifestyle Mm -hmm. without doing all of this stuff in their Mm -hmm. 20s. I feel like when you're in your teen years, you're, you're not even mentally fully done growing yet. Oh, no. Yeah. Like by the time you hit 1920, now you're ready, you're grown enough to start getting out there and experimenting and realizing what works with you and what actually you don't like and what you do Mm -hmm. like and stuff and I think that's so important and when I see really young families I still I don't judge but I still think in the back of my head like I wonder I hope you're fulfilled yes like I wonder if you feel like you've missed out or anything like that and it always gives me hope when I look at you and one of one of my (laughs) best friends actually she she has a kid um, um are you talking about Amy or Amber Amy, yes, Amy. she has a kid. She got married. They have literally the most perfect family. I like for her, all she wanted um, was a family and a husband and this great lifestyle. And, and they even focused on their career too. Like they're still career people and Mm -hmm. they're still a family and Mm -hmm. they're, they're such a close family. And I'm like, okay, so this, this was your big adventure and I never could have done it. And I'm, I'm so happy that she was able to do it. So when I look at, you know, my friend, Amy, and when I look at you, I don't, I don't see oh my god they missed out like what are they doing they started so young because it just works so well for you guys it mm-hmm. just falls into place it 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 seems like it was just meant to be for you
2: mm-hmm.
1: but That's I do I re- look at other couples and I think you you dropped you know you kind of did this a little too early I'm kind of getting hints that like Ian maybe should have waited and I yeah. feel like you're gonna miss out and those people I feel like are the ones that are gonna have a midlife crisis
0: yeah I wouldn't <laughs> doubt that it worries me you can tell like sometimes when there's a couple that like maybe got married really quick. Like they dated for six months and then they got married and like, they didn't really know each other. And like, you're at, you're meeting them years down the line and you can kind of see it. Like you can kind of see the pieces of that a little bit unraveling or unfolding. Like I've seen it happen. Like when Nigel and I got married about three, nine year long relationships broke up because we got married and they were like, Oh, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. And so we like we left for our honeymoon and came home and our closest friends had all broken up
2: oh and we were like
0: God. we were like um, <laughs> what did we do yeah is everyone okay like what happened so like it's a thing like you you see people doing things and either you either you see it for yourself or you don't and like I'm glad that you had that experience where you were with someone and you got to that point because you wouldn't have otherwise right you wouldn't have known how you were gonna feel when you got there unless you got there.
1: Yeah. I think it's just, it's the the different people. It took me so long to realize people are just different. You know, like I was just the kind of person that needed to be on my own. I needed, you know, to do things, to experiment and make friends and see people and travel. And I needed to do that by myself. Mm -hmm. And now I'm so comfortable in my own life with myself that I've actually had struggles getting into newer relationships. Like I I've had in the last probably three or four years, a couple very, very good options. Like people that mm-hmm. have come into my life that are everything that I could imagine in mm-hmm. you know a future partner and I've messed it up. <laughs> so oh no. I just, I just, I'm so comfortable yeah. and happy in my life where I am that I'm afraid that somebody else is going to mess it up for me now.
0: Yeah. How much would a partner disrupt your current lifestyle? A lot, one hundred percent is what I think my answer would be for you. (laughs) One
1: hundred percent, and I'm not even really doing anything at the moment. Like I'm just, like I'm I'm finishing my masters in business. Like I don't know why I keep going back to school. Honest to God, it's.
0: (laughs) I would, I would if I could. Honestly, I love learning.
1: (laughs) Did you? I I like learning. I just am not good at school. But um, (laughs) yeah. Like I'm not even doing all that much. I'm just kind of like dawdling around and like saving money and yeah, like planning all these travels and stuff. But I just even now. So I'm at this point in my life where I know that I am ready to fall in love and get married and I'm ready to do this whole thing. But then at the same time, I stop myself from doing that because I'm like, you still want to travel. Like I, I don't want to go to, you know, I have my passport now to, to Europe
2: Mm -hmm. and I was
1: planning on spending you know, a year or two with my family down there working and, and living and doing stuff. And I can't do that if I have somebody here, because I know I'm at a point where if I meet somebody tomorrow, I will, I will choose them because I'm ready. I'm ready. And I don't, I'm afraid that me falling in love with somebody will hold me back from what I still have left to do. Like I know I have to do it. I know I have to get there and Mm -hmm. I'm just worried that it would create issues for me in the future with him. If I was like, you know, you held me back, even though it would be my choice. And I wouldn't wouldn't want to be like cynical or spiteful. Exactly. And it wouldn't be their fault at all, but it would, it's an issue that I'm afraid because I've seen it happen. Mm. I've seen it and I just know myself and I'm worried that that would happen.
0: Yeah. I think that's like really valid. And I think it's important that, you know, that about yourself, but at the same time, like that fear, you know, like it's a worry about something that could not even happen. Right. It could happen. It could not happen. And I think like, if someone came into your life that like all, all of a sudden the moon and the stars were brighter and like, you just knew it was for sure. Like you don't know that that person wouldn't move with you to Europe. Like, you don't know, That's right? It's just true. like, you just never know. Be it could yeah. be like,
1: he could just be like, you know what? Like, let's hey, I've go been to Europe. Like, yeah,
0: I'm going to go like, show I you around
1: there. Let's go stay in Scotland with my family. Like it, it could be a lot better than I think yeah. it would be, but I think I'm just so reserved with, I don't want to fall in love with somebody if it's not like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's no point wasting your time. I know I'm terrified. Honestly. How did you know that like Nigel was the one? Oh
0: my gosh. That's really a hard question because he was such a shithead. Like, and, (laughs) and I
1: was not sure. I remember him in high school and I was like, damn, like, no offense, Nigel, if you're listening to this, love you to death. But I was like, she is like way out of his league. Like what is she doing? Well, we didn't date until
0: we didn't date until I was in, I finished college. I was finishing college. So it was 2012. I think when we started dating, no, it was 2011. I lied. Um, And he had some growing to do. I did not think that he was the love of my life for a period because How he, admitted, he admitted on our podcast, like he was texting an ex, like he was like being bad behind my back and like drugs were a thing. And like, it just like was such a mess. Um, but I think like, I give so much credit to Tyson being involved in our relationship because if it was not a family already, I would have easily just peeled out and been like, yeah. see ya like you can't disrespect me twice, get out of here. And you know, that's, it's just so like ridiculous how much we're talking about the Kardashians, but like <laughs> Chloe with Tristan, like Tristan's been horribly bad as well, but I understand the attempt to keep your family together. Right. Yeah. Like I respect anyone who wants to keep their family together. I would never be like, you know, unless they're physically hurting you, I would never say like, keep your family apart. Cause he messed up once and he'll mess up again. Like, that's not my philosophy and uh, like people said to me, people have said to me about Nigel, like way years in the past. Once a cheater, always a cheater, and like you know, like he messed around and he like he's gonna do it again and blah blah blah. blah. And so, like Nigel knew that I was just not someone to be mistreated and keep coming back. Like that's just not the vibe I give off. Is like, hey, just like push me around. Like that's Walk the kind of girl me. I am. Yeah, here I am. I'm a doormat. You're welcome to come in. Um, that's just not like what I wanted him to take away from me taking him back. Right. Like, so there were like serious stipulations. Like we went to a park, we sat there, we had a talk of like, here's the reasons why we could get back together. Here's the reasons why I should not get back together with you. Like make me a pitch and like, tell me, like, tell me what we're going to be like because I'm not here to be mistreated.
1: He was also very young. The whole once a cheater, always a cheater. It's when you're young, that's not really the case. If you're, you know, like a fully grown oh my
0: gosh. man. Yeah. If you're like in you're your forties yeah. and
1: then you're cheating, then you're probably always a cheater. But when you're, young, <laughs> you're not. We're just you know,
0: stereotyping all 40 year old cheaters. Like, I know <laughs> You guys actually do suck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. But like when you're young and you're experimenting, like you guys were so young. So it's, yeah. it's kind of yeah. normal, uh, not normal, but like, you know.
0: I think that like one of the ways that I knew, like I was meant to be with Nigel, uh, like now that I've just dragged him through the mud, let me, let me lift him <laughs> back out a little bit for you because he might be like, wow, you piece of shit. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, One of the ways that I knew for sure is that like, I could be such a ridiculous goof, like just the goofiest, like do the stupidest shit, like to make him laugh. And he would just laugh and laugh and he just like ate it up. And like, I could be myself. I could be like, again, just the goofiest idiot. And he loved it. And I was like, okay, well, that's like the most unpresented version of me, right? Like I'm not often just like such an ass out in public. (laughs) Like I'll be like such a goofy ass in my house. And I just felt like I could be so, so me with him. And the fact that like, we were again, like evening each other out, like, Yeah. I was noticing that I was getting calmer. He was kind of like speaking his mind, like his parents never fight. Like, and and I don't mean that they never disagree. I mean that they won't fight about things. And so like, we grew up very differently where my parents, um, got into disagreements and like would go and have private conversations. It's not like they would fight in front of me, but like, if I got in a fight with my parents, we'd be screaming at each other versus if he got in a fight, Um, Or, like, if his parents were arguing, they would be, like, whispering to each other. They would be, like, not speaking loudly. They would be, like, too quiet, and I'd be way too loud. And so, like, yeah, so he didn't know what arguing was. Like, he didn't know being yelled at, really, like, until I yelled at him for things he did. Like, and so, um, like, he took it. And he was able to then start like speaking up for himself. And he was able to start like, you know, speaking his mind and saying things he wanted and saying things that he needed me to change. And like, I needed to change for sure. Like I was again, like hot headed and rude and like impatient and he was mean. And it was like, just this like really neat, like braid of like us coming together with Tyson and like trying to fix ourselves and be better together, which I think is like super important. You need to like be the goofiest, stupid version of yourself in front of the person you're with and, like, make sure they don't run away screaming because, like, you might be too fucking weird. You don't know. (laughs) And then second thing is just, like, you need to both, like, for life, be committed to, like, being better. Like, there's nothing worse than stagnant. Like, there's nothing worse than a stagnant relationship. That is just, like, bad. Like, you're too comfortable. Shit's not good. If you're just, like, sitting on the couch, not even looking at each other, like,
1: you know, not two weeks, so you're just not really talking. Ugh. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. I've, ha- I've young couple friends, um, really young couple friends actually, who do couples therapy. Like once mm-hmm. a year they'll go and they'll check in and they'll just be like, Hey, you know what? Like we haven't really been having issues, but here's kind of what's gone on. Here's how yeah. I'm feeling just to kind of keep things going. Because yeah. if there ever are issues that arise, you're kind of getting ahead of it. And I've become yeah. such a big advocate for therapy. <laughs> I, yeah, was a psycho. Remember like way back in college, I was just like crazy. I was an asshole. I was just like, I was just a not, I wasn't a good person really. I was not the best version of myself. And that's mm-hmm. another reason that I was like, you're not going to bring kids into this world like this. Like you're yeah. a crazy bitch. <laughs> like, get it together. <laughs> yeah. And so through my twenties and through all of my growing, I just realized, you know, every single person has baggage. Every yeah. single person has issues. Every single person has some form of you know, a trauma, whether it's big or small to work through to make them a better person. And for me, I was like, I clearly have a lot of it that I need to work through before I ever bring kids into the world, just because of the kind of person that I am. And that I was like, I was not a selfless person. I was extremely selfish, especially in my relationships. I was just not a team player at all. And Mm -hmm. I've learned now through the years and obviously through therapy, that you need that balance. And so yeah. my last couple relationships have been, um, a lot more like healthy overall, because I, I feel like I actually care more, you know, I'm actually yeah. genuinely concerned for them and, and that sort of thing. And I was just so selfish and young and naive before. So yeah, I'm a huge advocate for, for therapy, for yeah. personal therapy, growth is so own. important. Yes, it is. That's, yeah. that was my biggest focus throughout my twenties Yeah. Like that was where I needed to learn who I was and what I needed yeah. to work with me and what didn't work with me. And yeah, that was, that was big.
0: My aunts, uh, my dad has twin sister aunts. One of them passed away when we were in high school. I think that I was in like grade maybe 11 when she passed away. So it would have been like 2008, 2009. And um, they too had the most wild and inspirational years of their twenties. I have literally ever heard in my entire life. What did they, they- do? They would like, I don't know if you call it backpacking. Like, I don't really know, but they would like town hop through Europe. They would go work on a farm and make money at that farm to then hop to the next country or the next like town or like, you know, city place.
1: Yeah. And so
0: they have stories about like picking magic mushrooms out in this farm and like just getting (laughs) fucked out like on magic mushrooms (laughs) because they're like picking it out of animal poop. And like, that's like where the best ones are derived or whatever. And so they have these like stories of doing shrooms out in this forest in Europe and like traveling, just like having no time in the world. They both like, I think maybe one was married for a short amount of time out of the two of them, but they've never had kids. They both were single for the majority of their lives. And it's just been like, so cool to like, know that that's an option because otherwise like I am from a nuclear family. So are you like, you don't really see that there's another option unless it's presented to you, obviously.
1: It also wasn't really a thing, like even yeah. our parents' generation, that that yeah. was not a huge thing for them. You were a lesbian you know, like, if
0: you weren't married and having kids. Yes,
1: like <laughs> that, it's just, it was so uncommon. You just had, you got married, you had kids, you did the whole thing. You didn't have the option really to do it. Yeah. Your parents didn't really allow you to, I don't even know. But yeah, like nowadays- I feel like the world is really your oyster. Like you can just hop on a plane. Like I've hopped on a plane for like $70 to Vegas and I'm oh, like, yeah, you couldn't do this. My parents could not do this cheaply yeah. back then. Yeah, um, And I feel like now that the options are there, we're seeing so many more people in our generation who are choosing this. I know yeah. a lot of my, a lot of my friends most of them actually don't have kids. Yep. Like, a lot of them want kids, but they're again in their thirties. Like I'm one of the younger ones that of my whole friend group. And they're like, Nope, I'm not done yet. I'm going to, if I do have kids, it's going to be like mid to late thirties. And I, yeah. I think a lot of our generation is going to start moving in that direction or not yeah. have kids at all. Yeah, It's either going to be a really late to the game kind of thing. And they're going to be like, Nope, I lived through my twenties and thirties. It was fun. It was great. And okay. now I have a family.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> Sorry. That's my dad. he's like you Um, talking about being a bitch (laughs) (laughs) what was I saying talking about having kids
0: later in your mid-30s to end 30s because you live through your 20s
1: yeah I feel like a lot of people in our generation are going to be going that route they're going to be like hey if I do have kids at all it's going to be mid to late 30s Mm -hmm. whenever I feel ready to and to me that's that's how I would do it if I do have kids that's how I'll be doing it yeah because I'm like best of both worlds yeah. You know I get to do what I want, get to be in my 20s and 30s and I know. live life
0: and yeah. have kids. Yeah. I know so many women, like so many women from our graduating class of Eastview. I know so many women from there, but like also just in business too, like so many strong, independent women that are fulfilled in their careers and like taking care of themselves by like going to the gym or doing yoga or meditating and like just completely fulfilled and loving themselves and working on themselves. And that's just so inspirational.
1: Yes.
0: To be someone. Like just trying to always like live the best life every single day. Like that's so cool.
1: Another reason for me was I I'm very, I came from a nuclear family where we're all very close. I mean, obviously Mm -hmm. every family has their ups and downs, but overall we still like, it'll be like a Thursday night and all six of us will just decide to do shots and like go in the hot tub. And we have so much fun together and we travel together and Mm -hmm. it's still a blast. And I almost feel like I'm not ready to give up this family life for a new one of my own. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just me being weird or not, but I just feel like whenever I get married and have my own kids, that's gonna be more of the main focus in my life. And I'm yeah. just not done with my family being the main focus yet. Yeah. You know, like I'm watching everybody grow and I'm the oldest, which is kind of hard, but being able to watch my brother and his girlfriend buy a house and start excelling at work. And, you know, my sister is trying to buy a house in Florida and she's. Oh my gosh, so cool. And, you know, my dad's retired this year, like mm-hmm. watching everybody do all of this and being such a huge part of it is so important to me. Yeah, And I know I wouldn't be able to be as with them yeah. and in the moment with them if I had my own family to worry about. Yeah, like, I don't know if I'm, I'm probably a rarity in that case because I feel like most people are like, bye, like I want my own family now. Yeah, but I just feel like I'm not done prioritizing them yet and myself. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that that's really cool because your family has just like surrounded you with so much love that you're just like satisfied and fulfilled and like you know your love. Think
1: you had such a good family, like why wouldn't you want to start your own? Like a lot of people probably look at me and see, okay, you know what, like wouldn't you want to start your own family now? Like that, mm-hmm. like you had a really good family, you didn't have you know, this like terrible upbringing. struggle or yeah, yeah. like you should be wanting to do this for yourself, which it kind of makes sense in my head. Like if I was on the outside looking at, it, I'd be saying the same thing. I'd mm-hmm. be like, why are you, why are you not like, you know, continuing moving forward? Or whatever. Tree. Like, yeah. Like, you guys are awesome. Yeah. And I, I'm hoping that I, I, I hope I do get there because I really am afraid of being like 60 and 70 and <laughs> just being with my husband. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that I do get there, but I may not honestly like it.
0: Yeah. And, I and what do you, Do you have any reservations or thoughts about if you don't get married?
1: Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm very happy on my own Mm -hmm. and I'm very, it took me a long time to get really happy with just myself and be happy with just myself. And I know that when you have to be happy with yourself, obviously before you can be happy with somebody else,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: um, I don't think not getting married would be in the cards for me. Um, I applaud people that do and that can. I think what'll probably happen with me is I will eventually get married. And if that doesn't work out, then I'm never getting married again. And I will just pick <laughs> one of my single girlfriends and we will buy like a beach condo and get dogs. Yeah, that'll be it. Like I'm I'm only getting married once I'm not doing the whole, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing the second marriage thing.
0: You're not doing the Kardashian thing.
1: (laughs) Nope. It'll happen once and that'll be it. And whether it works out or doesn't work out, that's just how it's going to be. I don't know. I just feel, yeah, I'm, I'm not like a very codependent person. I really do cherish my alone time, Mm -hmm. but I also don't like being fully alone. Hmm. Like, that's another reason that I have always been with people. The thought of like sitting in an apartment by myself terrifies me. I'm like, yeah. scared. like what happens? Like somebody breaks in, like, what if there's a ghost? I don't know. <laughs> I'm terrified.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: You are so funny.
0: What if there's a ghost?
1: <laughs> like, you know what? Like that cup moves. I'm out. I'm not coming back from my shit. Like yeah. okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm done.
0: Oh my and gosh. So, that's so yeah. funny.
1: So it's, it's not really like, it's an option and it's there. And I've been happy up until this point. So this train that I'm on could last another like 10 years, honestly, where I'm still not ready to bring another person into my crazy, hectic life.
0: Yeah. And I think like meeting someone when you're 40 and falling in love, like is still just as good as meeting someone and getting married when you're in your 20s.
1: Look at Hollywood. I mean, the statistics usually show, and this is not going against young marriages, but the statistics show that when you were, I think it's the age of 35 or 40, or it's like your second marriage, those usually work out better because when you do get married so young, so rushed, a lot of the time, statistically, it doesn't work out. I know, obviously there's the exception in the rule. Mm-hmm. Um, you and Nigel, you're definitely the exception. Like you guys are just so far working so far. Yeah. You, yeah. When you guys put the work into a yeah. lot of couples don't do that. They just rush, get married. And then they realize, I don't really know this person. Like it takes mm-hmm. three full years, I think psychologically to fully know a person yeah to fully know another person and I think too
0: like in different religions and different faiths like we're really talking only about like western culture because cultures. like this is not yes. like this is not the norm for other places obviously and so I'm thinking about other cultures where you know it's kind of a little bit more like forced that you're married or like assigned you know like arranged marriages are still abundant and thing. thriving like in other parts of the world and so I wonder too like if they're is rebellion there if, if they're trying to take a stand and say, no, you know what? I would like to not get married or like, I wonder what would happen.
1: I know. I wonder too. I've always wondered that. I think I, I'm, I feel very lucky to have been born into like a society like this where I yeah. have the right to choose. Yeah. Um, but then also I'm like looking at my parents and I'm like, bro, like I don't want to date anymore. I'm done. This would be so much easier if you could just fucking pick somebody for me and be like, yep, he meets all the requirements. You're going to marry her. That's true. Yeah. This <laughs> you know makes mean? like sense. It, it truly would take a lot of like stress off of me because honestly, yeah. like dating in today's culture. So I was, again, I was really young in relationships. So when I came out and I was like, nope, I'm going to be single and live my life. When I finally started dating again, like a couple years ago, everything had changed. There's all these apps now. People are crazy. Yeah. They're pretty much, nobody's looking for anything serious or I didn't even know what ghosting was until like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why is this person just not talking to me anymore? Like I just wasn't part of the dating culture. Yeah. I didn't want to be a part of it. And before when I was dating, it wasn't like that. We didn't have apps Uh, We didn't have any of that stuff. It was just like, you meet somebody organically and it happened and you hung out and you moved on like this dating culture. I'm not, I'm not meant for it.
0: I've never dated someone that I didn't already know. Like I would know, I would know not what to do. I was always
1: friends with people first. We were in classes. We went to school together. We had mutual friends. It was always like that. And now there's absolutely nothing. And COVID has made that even worse because- I still, I'm too afraid to go online. I'm like paranoid. I'm like, I'm going to get trafficked. I don't want to do.
0: Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I hope that the microphone picked up that I snorted. (laughs) I was like,
1: (laughs) like it scares me a lot. And I'm just not that for today's dating culture. I'll just say that. So honestly, I'm just gonna, that's where I'm just gonna kind of make it work and whatever happens, happens. I'm like, you know what? I'll be, maybe I'll be traveling somewhere and I'll share a seat with a nice stranger on a train and that'll be it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You can hope my friend did a Euro trip um, to Australia and met who she ended up dating has now lived there and has a residency, like has been there for probably like eight years. Wow. Like that's goals. Like I look at her and I'm like, Oh yeah, that's a good thing to do.
1: The power of manifestation too, honestly, I've been really getting into that. I like, I think it was like a year ago I manifested. I was like, I'm just going to see what I can do here. So I manifested because I'm so close with my family I Started manifesting a guy that didn't really have a family, you know what I mean? Because I was like, yeah, uh, I didn't want so to sweet. share my family, yeah. Um, and so I manifested, and I guess I went way too far with my manifestation because this guy came along with zero family and a whole lot of trauma due to uh, that,
0: and yeah. I wasn't
1: prepared for it. And I was like, yeah. You were exactly what I asked for, but I had no idea what I was getting into. Like, True. what the heck is this? Yeah, what kind and of then- guy would not have? family. Yeah, exactly. And he didn't have social media, which everybody was like, that's a red flag. And I was like, no, it's not. But it is. <laughs>
0: it it is. was.
1: It was. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, I just I manifested it way too hard. So now I'm just
0: <laughs> you at least know the power of the world now.
1: Yes. Power of the universe. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Your boy JC hooked you up and you're like, well, oh,
1: <laughs> never mind. I've actually thought about that when people ask me. I'm not like I'm not super religious. I was born Catholic and you know, like I still, I do love going to church sometimes. Yeah. I'm yeah. very, very spiritual, not mm-hmm. super religious, but yeah. I've started saying now when people ask me, you know, when there's aunts or uncles are like, are you ever going to get married and have kids? I just start saying, you know, whatever Jesus has in store for me is what yeah. I'm going to do. Like if Jesus yeah. wants to send somebody my way, he'll do it. Yeah. And they, yeah. what are they going to say to that? Yeah. They're not going to push further. They're not going to be like, why aren't you having kids? Like That's going to be it. Yeah. If somebody's like, hey, are you going to have another kid? Just start being like, no, you know what? Whatever Jesus has planned. is Jesus is busy with
0: me right now. I'm eating nachos on the couch alone.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Even though I don't like that's not really how I feel. They're going to not bother me anymore. Oh, (laughs) yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that sometimes people ask you those questions because they're really trying to be caring and sympathetic and genuinely supportive of you? Or do you think that they're asking those things like ignorantly because they don't even think about it?
1: I think it's a bit of a mix. So I know a lot of people really close to me when they do broach the subject, they're like, are you okay? You know, are you happy? You've been alone for a while or, you know, like you've kind of dated here and there and are you really okay? And for them, I know it's coming from a place where it's just, we just want you to find love. And I'm like, no, I'm really good. Like I'm mm-hmm. quite happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have that talk and it's fine. But then there are people who are just so judgmental who are like, so like, it's you, right? Like you're the problem. like <laughs> I mean, maybe, but I yeah. don't know Like, yeah. like if I am, at least I'm alone. staying like, away. I I was, yeah. I was like, I think I'm doing pretty okay for myself, but thanks. Mm-hmm. Like I've got, you know, a good job, like finishing school. I've got no debt anymore. Like, I think I'm killing it, but cool. Yeah. Thanks for judging me. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I think that's such like
1: a, a stereotypical thing
0: is people ask you, like, what are you doing these days? Where are you living these days? Like, who are you with these days? It's never like, Hey, are you happy? Like,
1: are you feeling good? Yeah, how like, are you? are you doing well in school? Like, did you graduate? Like, are you happy with where you are in life? Like, what do you know what I mean? They never ask those questions. And I think that needs to be, that needs to be brought up a lot too. I know with the whole kid thing, a lot of people get very, very, oh my God, like, how could you ask me that? Blah, blah, blah. And that's kind of fair. I mean, there are a lot of private people out there, but Mm -hmm. I almost think that there needs to, we need to be a little more open with it and be like, you know what? Like ask people, talk to them. You need to, I don't, I don't want people to be afraid to be like, yeah, I don't think I want kids. Like, I don't want to, if we hmm. have more of these conversations of, oh no, maybe I don't want kids, or no, nope, mm-hmm. I'm not having kids, then people aren't gonna. There's not gonna be such a stigma around it, and it's not gonna be so offensive when it's people true. do ask. I mean, yeah. obviously, like fertility, that's a yeah. whole different story. Like, yeah. do not push somebody for that. That's private. That's their body. Like, yeah. you would never walk up to a person and be like, hey, like, do you have IBS? You know, like, yeah. do you like yeah. go to the bathroom regularly? You just don't ask those things. Yeah. <laughs> you don't do it, and that's yeah. that's a line that I would say you don't you don't cross that line.
0: Yeah. Um, but again, like you'd, ha- you'd have to ask to know that someone was experiencing fertility issues. Like if you ask like, yes. Hey, so like, you know, you guys have been together for six years. Do you think you're going to have kids? Like, and you don't and even know that they're going through that. Like, to ask. yeah. I and that's, and an that's okay. what I mean.
1: It's a safe thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you're trying okay. to be positive and supportive and your heart is in the right place, it's a totally different thing than like the time's ticking Tanis. Like you better get having
2: kids. We're yeah, like, going you ever to gonna
1: have kids. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. It's all, it's my mom always said, it's not what you say. It's how you say it. Yeah. So if you're going to come up to me and be like, oh my gosh, like you guys are doing great. Are you planning on having kids or, um, are you, are you ever going to have kids? Like, yeah,
0: totally different questions. All,
1: yes. Completely different questions. Completely different meaning.
0: <laughs> yeah. So did your mom kind of have any like struggle with you being single and choosing so far not to have kids? Like, has she said anything that like oh I wish I had grandkids or like is she kind of satisfied with no. just you
1: <laughs> I love her to death. she's gonna kill me for saying this but no she is she is not She's, she's having a hard time um, with the kid thing for sure. She was really happy that I was single for a while. She, she knew something I needed. And yeah. anytime I would kind of start to get into the relationship, she'd be like, well, I don't know if you're ready. Like maybe just kind of do your thing mm-hmm. now that I'm like, that I've decided like, yeah, I think I'm ready. She's like out and about. She's like, I met this nice young man. I think you'll love him. Cause she's, she sells condos. Right. So anytime some young guy comes in to buy a condo, she's like, oh my God, I have a daughter for you. So- <gasps> That's so funny. <laughs> and I'm fine. Get I'm a two daughter. bedroom. No, <laughs> I'm like, whatever you can do that. Yeah. the kids bother her a lot. I think it upsets her. She knows she'll get grandkids from my brother for sure. But my sister <laughs> is just like me. Oh, yeah. So the two of us, like a kid will come over and we're just like, like, I can't hide my emotions. And like these babies will just be screaming and puking. And like the two of us are just like horrified. We're like, this is no, this is a no. And That's I think so it, funny. I think it upsets her. Because uh, she loves kids so much and she wants to be a grandma so much. And honestly, the only reason that I would have kids right now is to see my parents as grandparents. Yeah. Because I I know they're going to be so cute and that makes me want to have kids. Yeah. Um, but that's literally the only reason right now in my Which life. Which is so
0: I funny that you're like, them. I want to have kids to make my parents grandparents. Yes, like that's like, so right cute. Right
1: now, they are the only reason that I want to have children because I, I think know that, they're going to be adorable.
0: I think <laughs> that my parents like my kids better than they liked me and my sister.
1: They always say that. My grandma was the same way. Well, they get to send us away,
0: right? They're like, okay, your kid's annoying now go home.
1: But it's a different bond. Like, I think that honestly, like it's a whole different love. You get to,
0: you get to be a lot more fun
1: yes like I know my parents even though like we're their life like they live and breathe for us <laughs> I know when they have grandkids that's going to be it like I'm yeah. going to be like you never loved me like that <laughs> you,
0: <laughs> you, you never cut obsessed. my food into stars <laughs> yeah
1: you like I would cry and fall and you'd be like ah, rub some dirt in it you're fine and then yeah. I know when the kids come along they're going to be like oh my god this sweet my poor baby upset. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so for for their sake I I think I don't know I'm so on the fence. I don't think my sister will have any kids at all. She, I'm pretty confident that she won't. She is the stepmom. She will make the best stepmom in the world. She will like get some hot guy who's, you know, wife isn't a dilf. Yep, she will be like the weekend mom or she's like yeah, I'm going to kill it. Like I'm going to show up to all the soccer games, but then my husband and I are going to go to two weeks in Mexico because we don't have kids like that. Yeah. That's yeah. her lifestyle, and that's, so that's just—it's that's what she's meant for. Yeah, and I'm I'm in the middle, and I think I could be I could be happy doing both. That's a thing I could be happy possibly fostering. I could be happy adopting. I could be happy being, you know, the weekend mom. I, I've broadened my spectrum um, to dating men with kids now, and it is a whole different world. And I think that's something that I would really thrive at because I'm not that crazy psycho I was and I was 23. So I think as a stepmom I'd be able to come in and be like, you know what, girl, like these are your kids. You tell me what you want from him and from mm-hmm. me and I will give it to you. Like yeah. this is your family. I'm just here to help. And so I think yeah. I would really kill the game. But then I also do think that I
0: think I that would... we could probably use you around here if you want. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I'll start hanging out more. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. Um,
1: but yeah, but I could just as easily have my own in the future. So I'm very I'm very like torn and not really yeah I'm, I'm kind of stuck where I'm, yeah. I'm like it's gonna go both ways but that's not an option until I find somebody that I want to face that with because mm-hmm. like that's a whole other beast children yeah. are a whole different life and if you are not doing it with somebody that you can have fun with and trust
0: my gosh you're
1: in for a very long bumpy shitty ride
0: yeah <laughs> yeah if I said Nigel I were raised very differently with like my family being kind of loud and his family being quiet like that's really like the only difference between our families was that like volume and like the way that they communicated. Otherwise, like we both were raised by like very supportive, emotionally loving families. And so that I think has been really good that we've both brought that in. Like we have that example of marriage of like a long marriage. We have the example of how you treat kids. And like my family is a little bit different. Again, like with the heat, we got like spanked, like very rarely, (laughs) like if we needed it, Versus like Nigel's parents, like never laid a hand on their kids, like, which I can't you know even what?
1: Have... a balance of both is yeah. that's where you want to be. You don't want to be those I'm... people who are just constantly whipping your kids and you don't want to be those people who are just like not doing anything at all. You yeah. Know what I mean?
0: yeah. 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 The so we, I think, balance. we yeah, we balance each other out like that, but it's funny. Like I said, him now putting his foot down more and like, <laughs> because Brooke's like six, right. And she, she used to be so cute and, and innocent and she could get away with more. And now we're just like, holy shit, you need to listen. Like, now she's getting to be like that you have to be tough and it's not fun as much now and like seeing him have to be tough with her is like "Er, like you you used to have so much fun and be so sweet and now it's like clean your room (laughs) like I told you to clean
1: up like okay here's a fun question does it ever like not so much turn you on but is it like really attractive to you when he does parent them Like when he puts his foot down and cracks the whip, are you like, damn boy, like you go? no,
0: no. (laughs) No. usually say to him, it doesn't ever benefit anyone to have two annoyed parents. We're not allowed to both be done with the kids at the same time. Like he can be done with the kids and having his like a little tantrum for a minute. And I'll be like, it's okay. Like he's annoyed. Like give him a minute. Like, you know, we kind of like balance each other out in that aspect too. It's like, he'll go off and I'll be like, okay, you're going off. There's no need for me to start like going off or like whatever, but I do, I love not like when he puts his foot down, but I love seeing him like running around and being silly with them. And like, that's like such the turn on is like, you see them doting and loving and being so sweet. And, you know, seeing a man like be so sweet with a little girl, is just like the sweetest little thing. So in that way, that's like the huge turn on, not necessarily like when he's putting his foot down, because I'm always like, stop being so angry. (laughs) Like you're not the angry one.
1: That's fair. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. My last question for you. Okay do you ever feel like you missed out at all? Like, do you ever feel like having such a young family, you missed out on something else?
0: I have said out loud to many people that I kind of wish I got two goes at life, that I kind of wish that I could do both. Like, I wish that I could have this life that I have right now where I'm married and I have kids and that's beautiful in its own way. And then I would absolutely love to be able to be so single, like for so long. Like, I would love to just be such a lazy ass sometimes like do I don't you want to think it.
1: if you had have had sorry to interrupt you there it's okay no do you think if you had have had a family later on like pull a me where you're you know 27 28 29 and just starting it out do you think you would have felt like you almost had both ways
0: yeah and that's something that I really respect about what you're doing is because I'm a whole different mom to Georgia than I was to Brooke at like toddler age Brooke versus toddler age Georgia now I'm like a totally different mom I know who I am better. Like I said, I've even out my temper to a fucking extent and, <laughs> and like, you know, I'm a whole different person. So I see such a huge value in waiting because you've spent this time working on yourself. You now know who you are. You know what you want. You have the ability to communicate those All things effectively. Yeah. You have tools. And if there were maybe like mental health risks or challenges or like, you know, issues like depression and anxiety, like you maybe don't know how to deal with those things newly into adulthood, like coming from teenagehood, 100%. teenagehood. And so by the time you're at our age, it's like, okay, now I've kind of recognized these things about myself. I have these triggers. I have these problems that I've got to pay attention to versus when you're young, you don't even know if those are going to arise after I had Brooke, so I probably had postpartum depression and I just didn't know what it was. I'd never once been spoken to about it. I was never like crying my eyes out and laying on the couch and looking depressed. Like you hear about. And then when I had Georgia and was diagnosed as having postpartum depression, my dad was like, Oh yeah, I have depression and anxiety. I take medication. And I was like, uh, dad, like, thanks for telling me now. <laughs> how long have I been depressed and not known? Like, I just thought like, after I had Brooke, like I thought, I lost a part of myself. I was like, okay, well, that's just motherhood. Like you just lose a part of your identity. You're not as happy as you used to be because you're not out fulfilling like your social needs and your emotional needs. And you're just serving everybody else always. And so I think like coming to realize your predispositions to mental health and stuff, like before you sit down and pair yourself up with a partner and start a family, like is so valuable. Like you're going to have just like this smooth ride compared to like nigel having to learn who he is nigel having to fumble 100%. over mistakes and like things that Big iron story. out by the time you're well i mean I, ideally i know that there's like stupid 40 year old men <laughs> that are still yes. unable to get their <laughs> shit together but you know yeah. and but women for, i shouldn't just say men part.
1: yeah um but, but for the most part yeah yeah no, i i 100% agree that that makes sense yeah and i think that like waiting gives you that that bit of like wiggle room and that time to really just be able to to do it all. Cause my 22 year old self is not even, I'm not even the same person. Like I look yeah. back and I don't even know who that person was and how I got to where I am today mentally. And just all the changes I've made. I don't even know how I would have done it yeah. if I had of put myself into like the whole yeah. marriage, kids and stuff young. Cause yeah. Or got I, pregnant
0: like, by accident when you are yes. young. Like that's scary like I, to go to.
1: I don't know what I would have done. Like, I don't think I would have made as much growth. I, I wouldn't have had the option. Like I, because my parents are who they are and they're so loving and caring, they've given us all the tools and anytime we need to fall back, they're there. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I know that even if it did happen and I was, you know, got pregnant, needed help. I was, I always have a place to come at home. Yeah, they're always gonna be there to pick you back yeah. up and put you on your feet. I have like such a supportive family for that. Mm-hmm. But for people that don't have that, it yeah. scares me for them. Cause I'm like, yeah. you, like, it's just you, you're, you're in charge of you and you got to do what's best for you. And you got to be strong for you. And if you have kids into this now and you have no backup to fall on, mm-hmm. what happens when times get tough for you? Like, yeah. how are you well, gonna-
0: that's, that's kind of like a perfect depiction of Nigel and Kristen, like when they had Tyson, right? Like Kristen was not raised in a healthy, stable, happy home. And Nigel was right, and like that really showed up in the first few years of Tyson's life.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent, it's yeah. very true.
0: So, is there something you would like single ladies out there to hear from you?
1: Uh, my biggest piece of advice is going to just be trust your instinct and just take the time to learn yourself. Take the time mm-hmm. to figure out what you need. I, you're never, you're not going to regret it. You know, doing the thing that you need to do and trusting yourself, you're never going to regret doing that. Yeah. You could regret sadly, if you get pushed into something, if you get rushed into mm-hmm. marriage or if your partner really wants kids, but you're not there yet, if you're not ready, you you'll probably have regrets. And that's a very scary, hard thing to have to work. Through. Yeah. So I just, There's nothing
0: I to undo if you're exactly. stuck there, you right? Can't yeah. Go
1: back. Like mm-hmm. at least even in a marriage, you can leave. <laughs> but kids, it's easy just like, walk out <laughs> me, this isn't working out so mommy's gonna go like you can't do that <laughs> you're you're there yeah so yeah my you whole, shouldn't yeah my biggest thing would be um trust yourself and know yourself and if you are not ready to have kids don't do it if you're not ready to get into a relationship don't do it mm-hmm. just enjoy where you are like enjoy exactly where you are in that moment and you will hopefully have no regrets i have none yeah, there's probably some things I probably shouldn't have said to certain people. <laughs> I've probably been rude. there's a lot
0: of those for a lot of people. I think. yeah,
1: and so maybe I regret being an asshole sometimes to some people. But as far as life decisions go, I have zero regrets, and I think that yeah. that's a very important way to live.
0: Totally, I, we should have like gone through a list of like places you've traveled to because that's just like so impressive on its own. <laughs>
1: I've been to almost every state in America, which really doesn't yeah. a lot now. I mean, the country has kind of turned. To
0: a- <laughs> <laughs> I went before
2: it was bad.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like I went to the great America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I've uh, traveling is definitely and traveling with kids is a different experience. Oh my goodness. Yeah. We
0: haven't really gone anywhere with the kids. We've gone like solo to Cuba twice. We've gone to Mexico for our honeymoon without kids. Like I'd love to take them. Like we can't wait for the world to open up so we can go oh, to Mexico God, with yes. them because like, that'd be so much fun to take like,
1: them to Disney. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be like
0: when yeah. they're older for sure.
1: Yeah. My um, parents waited. So I was, I think 14 and my brother and sister were like 10 and 11 and we were, that was the prime age because when you're younger, younger, you are, it's hot. You've got yeah. strollers running into you. People <laughs> every, like no kid enjoys that. Like as much as people think, Oh, my three-year-old wants to go to Disney. I'm like, they're not going to remember. It's just going to be hell for you. That's totally true. Yeah. I've seen those people. I know people make fun of like the adult Disney people like me (laughs) who like go in hardcore and they're like, yeah, let's hit this. But that like my family has enjoyed it so much more as adults. We started as like young teens, 10, 11 year olds. And that's that's what we do now. Like we go to Epcot and we're like, we're getting wasted in Epcot. We're hitting every bar, like, let's go. And you can do that. And it's so fun. It's a different experience with kids. That's so funny. Young kids anyways, like they wanted us to be old enough to enjoy that with them. And I think, so my mom was very, very young kids toddlers babies that was her niche my Mm -hmm. dad was never really into that stuff like obviously he loved us but yeah he did not start bonding with us until we got older I think that a lot of men are like that yes he thrives now like when we're in Cuba and we're all just like pounding shots at a bar and we're dancing together and we're hanging that's he thrives and then my mom will Oh my god! Like I miss when you guys were so small. And my dad's like, "Man, these they're way more fun now." He's like, "Look yeah. at this! Like we're yeah. having cigars together and we're talking about life and it's yeah. so fun." Yeah, yeah. And it's funny how there's that balance.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so important that you have that relationship with your family to fulfill you for if you do move out one day and then you're like, "Oh, I'm so bored. I'm going to go see my parents." Like it's just so cool that you have that relationship where you could pop in if you wanted to.
1: Oh yeah. And then and same with my siblings. Like I, I go, I go to their house literally when I don't even tell them I'm coming over. I'm just like, Hey, like I was going to come down Monday to Thursday. So I'll be working from home. Like, thanks. Ah,
2: that's um, so and funny. I think
1: when I do, if I ever do have kids, that's how I want it to be. Like, I want to be, I think that's why I want to travel so much now is because when I do decide to have a family, I'm like staying, I want a grounded place. I yeah. want my kids to be raised with you know my siblings kids if they have any Mm -hmm. I want them to go to the same school I want to do Sunday dinners every night like that's going to be where I'm grounded yeah and for me that's such a big commitment for somebody who's always on the go yeah so I need to be fully ready yeah um, for that before I dive into that because I know when I get there I will be fully committed to that and I'll be happy doing that but I need to I need to get out there first. Yeah. I make it on a boat in Monaco before I, <laughs> before I get there.
0: I'd like to come on that trip anyway.
1: <laughs> do it. Do it. I'll 100%. be your advisor. <laughs> yeah. Be like, Hey, so, um, this is not a good idea. We should not be doing this. <laughs> no, I would be the
0: opposite. I'd be like, Dennis, yeah. don't be like me.
1: <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. That's funny. I am going to start hanging out there more. I love your kids. They're adorable. And they yeah, listen, yeah. they're like, Oh God, there's nothing more unattractive than misbehaved kids. Like you should see, see them kids right now. And they run around and I'm just like, God, I want to smack you. Like, how is your uh, You mean like energetic
0: kids that are just like wound?
1: Um, No, like bratty kids that just uh, like run around and grab stuff. And they're just like all over. And I'm like, God, mm. like relax. Like your kids were always so well behaved. And whenever yeah. they did kind of get misbehaved, because I remember even doing like photo shoots and stuff, if they were kind of trailing off, you'd be like, let's go guys. Like focus. Yeah. You're sitting down. We're not doing this yet. Yeah. You can go crazy when we get home.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and
1: that's yeah. the perfect balance. My parents were like that. We were such energetic kids. And we, when we went out in public, we were like perfect little angels. And then mm-hmm. we knew the second we got home, you get to do whatever you want. We would climb yeah. the walls. Like we were nuts. Yeah.
0: That's, Next I think like really healthy because your kids know like where the safe place to like spill is versus the yes. place to like, you know, be put together and not to say like you're not allowed to be emotional in public or anything, but I mean, yes. there's a time and a place. And right now my kids don't know the difference because they've been inside for so long, like with in homeschooled, yeah. with like things opening up and like the park being open, like they were going so hard at the park the other day. And like, they were like <laughs> playing on the slides where one would stand at the bottom and one would climb up the tube part on the top of the slide. And they were like screaming at each other and yelling and playing. But then like these other kids were in there, like, are they fighting? Are they having fun? Like they couldn't <laughs> tell. I couldn't tell like what was going on because they just don't, they don't filter it right now because they're just always used to being alone and being with each other. They're just like, ah, rah, rah, like freaking out. And I'm like, okay guys, we need to like learn public manners again, because it's been like a whole year since they've had to have any type of social interaction and, yeah. stuff. and being yeah. out of the
1: house. I think that's going to be the case for a lot of people, honestly. And yeah. that's another thing. Like when we started this pandemic, all I kept thinking was, holy shit, thank God I don't have kids. Cause I feel bad for you guys and I also feel really bad for kids like this is not normal for them this is not childhood not see their friends and I hope you're doing a podcast on that by the way like motherhood within COVID and stuff I haven't thought about that actually I should Should have another mom on there and just talk about like the struggles of yeah homeschooling and having your kids at home and yeah like I'm I'm interested in that because I truly feel bad for kids that can't see their friends because that was a huge part of my childhood
0: yeah and it's so weird like how even without COVID you don't just like go and knock on people's doors, like as much as you would like back when we were kids, like it'd be like, oh, I need to call our text or like this kid always has baseball and has soccer and has this and that on the weekdays. And like, they can't hang out. And then they're going to their dads on the weekend. And
1: like, kids are so scheduled right now. It's so weird. It's very true. Actually, yeah. when, when we were little, we used to have like a bike circle around my neighborhood where you would just, everybody would stop at the next person's house and you'd get on your bike and you'd go pick up the next person. It was just like a thing. Like nobody told yeah. you you were coming. It was yeah. just like, oh, hey, Elizabeth's at the door. And I'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, you would just go, you would just drop yeah. everything you were doing and leave. And yeah. It's not like that anymore.
0: It's really beneficial that we live in the um, townhouse. The area because like there are like a lot of kids really close by. So the kids do have the few friends that they have still been hanging out with during COVID. Like during lockdown, they each got to pick one friend that they wanted to have come in and out of the house. And so that was kind of nice that like we have such close neighbors, but I mean, otherwise like you don't see anybody unless you call and make a play date, which is like so unheard of. Yeah. Like just showing up on the I know. On the whim. It doesn't
1: happen anymore. When people show up on my door unexpected, I'm just like hiding. I'm like, who the fuck
0: is? That? Unless you're Amazon, you, you want... need to
1: leave. Yeah, like put the package down and walk away. <laughs> yeah, you have like the <laughs> video recorded, like Home Alone. Oh my god, yes, yeah. pre-recording. It's yeah, so funny.
0: That'd be perfect. You could do that if you lived alone too. If there's a burglar, that's oh, all you need I'm, to do.
1: I'm like such a psycho, and that's why I don't online date. I'm terrified of being like kidnapped. It's like my biggest thing. So, yeah. Like, I've got like pepper spray. I've got knives. <laughs> All over my car on my keychain. I've got like a safety whistle that is like louder than a fighter jet. I'm just like so prepped and ready to go. And I'm always like on the lookout. Like I've I've phoned my dad before and been like somebody's following me. And he's like, probably not. I think you're just paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> but turn in the corner and see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I think that he's involved in investigations for the police, right?
1: Yeah. So he was, he was like the CSI guy. So, I mean, so I, it's I naturally could, within I you put blame to that. Like the yeah. fact that I'm so paranoid, I was raised by a cop who yeah. still did it. Like, I just think everybody's out to kill me. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? The cautiousness has gotten me very far. Like when we yeah. were being in England and Paris and stuff like that, you're, you're way more aware of your surroundings because human trafficking is huge down there. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. And my friend and I actually almost had an incident where I was like, okay, I'm getting really bad vibes. Like this is sketchy. This could oh, be no. a, a bad situation. And if we had of gone further, like if I was dumb and like the typical, like, oh my God, like, absolutely not even dumb. But like, if I was just like naive and wanted to party in Paris, yeah, that could have easily been a reality for us But because I was raised by such a strict, like, no, no, yeah. no, people are usually not in it for this.
2: Yeah. I, yeah.
1: yeah. It could have been very bad. There's been a lot of situations. I can't even count. How many times I've almost died? It's very bad.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: Yeah, just very like in, just for somebody insid- that's very careful. I'm very reckless.
0: That's so funny. Like you're just talking about like in social situations.
1: Social situations, the things I get myself into, like when I'm traveling. If somebody's like, "Hey, like I've got a boat," I'm like, "Absolutely, let's go!" And I'm like, "Wow, this could have gone really bad for you."
2: Oh my um, gosh. but then
1: if somebody comes up to me in a bar and is like, Hey, I got you a drink. I'm like, absolutely not. I don't yeah. know what's put in there. I'm like yeah. such a weird balance. And I'm also allergic to everything. So I've, I've almost died all around the world from my allergies. <laughs> oh <terrible>. my <laughs> gosh.
0: That's so funny. All I remember of you, like when we work together, it's like you eating nonstop candy.
1: Yes. 24 seven chocolate candy and chips. Those are like my three main food groups. They still yeah. are And alcohol now.
0: Oh my yeah. gosh.
1: Never used to drink my early twenties. I never drank. And I swear I'm like an alcoholic now. Like I, I actually drank an entire bottle of wine myself yesterday. And I was like, this is a problem. <laughs> like a big bottle or a small bottle. It was like a normal size bottle. It was eh, like that's like, yeah, That's fine. Yeah, I'm like, fine. I didn't even have a headache. Like I was fine. So I'm, <laughs> like,
0: I'm I bounced right back. It's not yeah. a problem.
1: I'm good. I had a great day. I'm fine. <laughs>
0: that's so funny. Well, what are you looking forward to in the future when the world opens up again?
1: traveling again I we had so many trips booked we had like a month in Ireland and I was meeting up with people in Italy and I had a workaway booked in uh in England I was working at a pub in like a university town for like three months oh my gosh everything everything okay so my sister got us a trip to Costa Rica that was her Christmas gift to us last year she works for Wyndham so she got us all a like a gift and it was basically like anywhere in the world you want to go you can go and it's covered Oh we my like, gosh. Like it was the alt. Ulti- I've never been given a gift like that. And I probably won't ever again. It's yeah. the best gift that you can give somebody like me. So we booked like a sibling trip. We're all going to go to Costa Rica and everything was planned oh my out and then COVID hit. And I was like, this could not have come at a worse time for me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just excited when things open up again to get back out there and like, yeah, see family and
0: yeah I really hope that there's not a surge in flight prices and trip prices I I hope that they're not going to be assholes about like hey like we haven't made money in a while which is like justifiable like we've made money a while so we're doubling the prices like I hope that it's realistic
1: I hope so too and honestly like I feel bad for airlines because I'm like you haven't made money but also like you know where were you when my bag was a pound over and you were going to charge me 70 bucks like fuck you so true You know what I mean? Like you aren't there for me. So yeah.
0: no. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: What about it's you? It's true. What
0: do I look forward to?
2: Yeah.
0: Traveling for sure. Like we want to go, I said to Mexico with the kids. Cause we went there for our honeymoon. We fell in love with the destination. I don't know if the cultural climate's the same as it was when we went there. So like, that's something <laughs> that we need to like consider. Yes. Cause like there's been like some weird shootings of.
1: Yes. I just um, heard about that. Tourists. Um, like two or three days ago, uh, there was like a massive gang shooting and like 20 people died or something like that. And I was yeah, like, so
0: we're not sure about that. Like if that's the case, we would then back up to Punta Cana is like the backup plan. Punta and- Cana,
1: Cuba. Super like- good, super yeah. good.
0: I, w- I think that I would not like to bring the little kids to Cuba because the food's very particular in Cuba it and Definitely. it's not great. So I feel like they'd be, li- they'd be complaining about food, but you know, very like true. they could live off spaghetti. There's always good spaghetti when you're in places like Cuba, Mexico, like um, yes. what's called Punta Cana. Like you don't, you don't miss pasta when you're there. That's for sure. Like there's breads, there's pastas, there's fruit. Like, so they would live.
1: Pizzas. They've always yeah. got like the pizza oven going. Yeah.
0: I gained like five pounds when we went to Punta Cana because the food was so good. So I think that I would just rather go there. than I've like, only
1: ever been really like for those destinations. I've never gone outside of Cuba because I just I'm I just go for the alcohol really like I, I wake up and I'm like okay like here's my morning drink here's my lunch drink here's my night drink here's my party drink and yeah. I just all I eat is like bread and rice
2: <laughs> yeah because I don't trust the food yeah so I've,
1: but I would like to go somewhere now where I can indulge in food I'm like you know what where has good food so Punta Cana that has good food I yeah good food yeah they have really good,
0: good food like even their desserts were like similar to Canadian desserts. Like there were, they had tempted to do an Oreo cheesecake bar. I mean, like a, a bar, not like obviously like a surface where there's a bunch of options. I mean, like squares, right? Like Oreo oh, okay. squares. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and they were so good. I ate probably like six of those each dinner because I was like, Yum. nope, I need to load up.
1: Yum. So it's good. I didn't like the food in Britain. Um, people are going to come at me for that for really? sure. I don't know if I just wasn't picking the right foods. They had really good desserts though. And I remember like pigging out on this like cookie ice cream dessert and I mm. ate so much of it that I actually thought I was going to throw up and I had to stop the taxi. And <laughs> I, was, I was like, I'm going to have to walk because I'm going to puke all over I'm not the even back, drunk. I'm, I'm just very full. <laughs> yeah, I just had three cookies with ice cream. So <laughs>
0: that's so funny. I, like, what was the food like in Britain then? What, like, what did you not like about it?
1: To me, the way that I can describe it was like, a a guy who's like just learning how to barbecue food and it's like bland and kind of like burnt in some spots. I just wasn't eating at the right places. Like Uh I would go to McDonald's and get like a chicken wrap and it was like the worst thing ever. But then I went to the McDonald's in Paris and it was like, wow, like you're giving me like a French chocolate croissant and it's great and it's delicious. And so yeah, very just different foods, but I'm excited to, that's going to be my new thing, traveling around and testing foods out in different areas.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There's lots of shows based on that. So you could easily just like turn on a show be like okay where did you go that's great okay yes. great I'm
1: gonna go do that there's something called somebody feed Phil on Netflix and that yeah. is my dad he wants to do that now so he's he's calling all of his trips now somebody feed Glenn and he's gonna start like a he almost wants to do like a blog where he you know just pairs different breads with wines and tries all the oh my gosh and like you'll get a good following
0: <laughs> that's so fun and you yeah. can take all the photos for him
1: yes exactly
0: you're his PR rep
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah Awesome.
0: Well, is there any last thing you want to say or talk about?
1: No, honestly, it was really good chatting and I'm glad yeah. like it was nice to have the other opinions and to hear, cause I've always wondered what moms, especially moms, young moms who started young think of, you know, people like me and our lifestyle and how they feel and if they felt like they missed out or if they feel fulfilled. So I'm really happy mm-hmm. that you were like the perfect person to talk to about this, honestly.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> great. And I'm like, I'm so glad you were open to it. Cause I think so many people probably feel the way you feel, but don't know how to vocalize it in a way that is going to sound intellectual or like more than just, I'm happy. You
1: yeah, know, exactly. like, I'm good. Oh, like, no, I'm good. I'm good. With yeah. What I am.
0: Yeah. And so I think hearing this, hopefully, like I, my hope is that if someone's listening to this and they are me and they're like a mom to kids, but they know people who are you, I hope that they understand them better. And I hope that they have like a new respect for what they're choosing to do. Because Absolutely. like, there's no reason to disrespect someone who's not mistreating you anyway. But I no, mean, like, sure.
1: and I like, hope that if there's people out there that are like me who are you know, thinking or their are they're significant others, pushing them into having kids, but they're not ready. I hope that they take that as a, just wait, like your mm-hmm. time is going to come do you for now. Cause yeah. it's always going to be an option. You know what I mean? There's yeah. always options.
0: Yeah. There's no rush. And I think like, that's the whole society thing is, you know, next Next, better, bigger, yes. right? Like oh, it's always is like, the next
1: step. Oh, you're married, yeah. right? Next step is this, next step is that. Like, yeah, the whole, yeah, do not rush. That's the, the biggest thing I would say. Do not rush. Yeah, Enjoy. I want my life to move in slow motion. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like very slow paced, just relaxed, enjoying every bit of it. I've enjoyed every single step of the way. Now I haven't felt rushed with anything. And yeah. I, yeah, I
0: it's can't, such a blessing like, that you have the family you do.
1: Yes, to be able to do
0: that. Yeah, yeah for sure. Well, I'm happy we chatted. I'm really glad that you feel good about this because, oops, I worried that I was going to say something like insensitive or like not in a way that made you feel good. So I was glad that. Oh, no,
1: no, no. Honestly, it was, it was, happy. it was very good. And I hope I'm like, I was so afraid of like saying something offensive. Cause I know that, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are just like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, or oh, like, how dare you not want to have kids? Like, there's a lot of people who actually get mad that people don't want kids. And I'm like, oh, I hope I don't offend anybody.
0: Yeah. That's so weird. I just don't understand anybody who's bothered by someone who's not affecting them.
1: I know. Like if you're not affecting my day-to-day life, I don't care. I don't care what you do. Yeah. Like I like said, go do your, do you thing. do your crack over there?
0: I'm yeah. going to go have I my family care. over here. Like you exactly. just do you want, like, as
1: long as people aren't bothering me and they're not up in my space, I could not care less what they yeah. do. You could literally be the worst person. I don't care. I don't care. Just leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Don't <care. laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't
0: affect my mood.
1: Exactly. And then we're good. Yeah. Well, thank right. you for, for having me on here. Y'all, yeah. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I hope you learned something new. Hit follow or subscribe to get my weekly episode and add me online. It's Let's Get Passionate on both Facebook and
2: Instagram. Have a beautiful day.